Hello. Uh, hi, this is Tanya calling uh, from On the Town. Is this uh, Dr. D. Fraser? Yes, this is Dr. Denise Smith Fraser. Hello, how are you? Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, You're welcome. So I'm just going to intro you real quick. Let's see. Okay. Um, let's see. So uh, thank you for watching. Uh, you're listening to On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. And tonight's guest holds a doctorate in education specializing in social genetology from Columbia University. She has written a weekly column in the 90s for the Gannett Journal News for over six years. And uh, she's also a comedian. Please welcome Dee Fraser, Dr. Dee Fraser, that is. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Thank Hi. you for joining us. Uh, thank, you. thank you for inviting me, Tanya. Oh, we are so happy to have you. Uh, so tonight's topic, uh, in case you don't know, is older women opening up frank discussions about meeting sexual needs. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, I'm just delighted to have the chance to talk about a topic that's very dear to my heart yes. um, and something that's been um, sort of stewing mm -hmm. uh, with me for a while now. Oh, well, I think it's been stewing with, uh, with a lot of women. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, so um, for, uh, first thing, I guess we'll go, go backwards before we go forwards. Um, okay. The amount of information about sex uh, that women who grew up in the 50s and 60s have received. What is your thoughts on that? Well, um, that is part of the problem. Um, <laughs> when people in my age group uh, were growing up, uh, there just wasn't a lot of, of information about sex, uh, at least not being shared uh, with uh, young people, so that we had to just come up with uh, whatever we could come up with. And um, there were like two things that um, we weren't taught. We were What's taught that? that we have a sex drive that is mm -hmm. as normal for us as we can. We were, mm -hmm. you know, guided to the conclusion that we are just waiting around for some, and then we're going to somehow wake up and 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 be interested in sex. Mm -hmm. And the other thing. Um, we weren't taught was that there's a positive, enjoyable way to alleviate sexual stress and uh, seek um, and find uh, sexual gratification, AKA an orgasm all mm -hmm. alone. And oh. I just want to say for the record, uh -huh. um, I believe that um, male, female sexual intercourse when mm -hmm. executed, mm -hmm. with both parties in mind is truly one of God's greatest gifts. So having said that, <laughs> I, having said that I, but, I agree. <laughs> but I also want to say that there are millions and millions of people mm -hmm. around the world who just don't have a situation where they have a partner. They're not mm. part of a couple. Right. And so God in his infinite wisdom, love and kindness gave us masturbation. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, I, I mean, why else would we have the body parts? I mean, uh, this is true. This is true. In the case of men, why is it just hanging around? So <laughs> we, we know, you know, the other purpose for a penis, but um, help with reproduction. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, 
interesting thing uh, for women is that um, the body part that women can use and do mm-hmm. use uh, to, to in, in solo fashion, reach uh, orgasm, it only has that one purpose. Hmm. It only has that one purpose. And so for us not to have learned this as young women, mm-hmm. it's really a tragedy because <laughs> tragedy. we go to the world thinking, well, you know, I'm partner. I ha- I, the only way that I can uh, alleviate this stress, alleviate, you know, this tension in my body is to meet, meet a guy, um, you know, fall in love um, and uh, then have sex. And as I said, for women of my generation, that was pretty much it. And we recognize that we had a clitoris that we could use we were shame. We were very much ashamed and we, and we didn't talk about it with anybody. And if we did, we whispered and well, yes. Well, that's because uh, like you said, I think that's because that's how um, the generations grew up. And, and remember, I mean, it's our mother's mother taught us that what they knew. And so, the, you know, when you think about it in that sense of what we're being passed down traditionally, mm-hmm. It's kind of the reason why we're we're just now saying, you know, with this new generation, they're they're exactly. 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe maybe a touch of 50s are saying, you know what, let's let's do this differently. Yes, but, let's do this. Let's let's give ourselves choices. Mm. Um, what made you think out of the box? Well, um, one of the things that struck me was I was reading some studies um, that just dealt with. Um, older adults who live in retirement communities, there are quite a few of them, different parts of the country, but um, many of them are concentrated in Florida uh, and in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And in some of these studies, um, what I learned was that, um, and I'm looking for my stats here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There is um, a (laughs) horrible, there's um, uh, the cases of syphilis and chlamydia mm-hmm. among people 55 years and older has skyrocketed. Mm. In retirement wow. homes around the country, like Florida and Arizona. Mm. Um, now here's one. Um, in one statistic, according mm-hmm. to the Florida Department of Health, between 2005 and 2009, mm-hmm. STDs increased 71% Wow, people 55 plus. So they're getting it in, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, getting it in unsafely totally unsafely wow and, uh, and then in the same period in two counties in arizona home to large retirement communities hmm. stds increased twice as fast as the national average wow, so, wow. that that alone is alarming i mean I, I, it's good to know that people are you know still engaging mm-hmm. but but the other part of it is and there, there's a, a, a longitudinal study that was done a couple of decades ago or more mm-hmm. uh, in a Florida uh, retirement community called the Villages, where it described women who were uh, going around and making themselves, you know, what we used to call, um, in, I don't know what they called it then, but easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's easy. Right. Oh, we've got 
you know, that same situation where women are feeling desperate. They don't have, they don't necessarily have sexual partners or they don't have able sexual partners. Mm-hmm. And basically they're making themselves into easy people. Some mm-hmm. might say they're behaving in a whorish manner. I don't know if I would use that term. Right, right. Sexual need is sexual need. And they're, you know, trying to, uh, you know, fulfill that in their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. However, my feeling is that if my age group, if my, my cohort, cohort group understood mm-hmm. better. Speak, about, speak, it, speak into your mic fully because uh, are you oh, going in and out? Sorry. Okay. If my, if there we go. There you go. Understood better that they have options mm-hmm. uh, and that <clears throat> there is option, the, the option of uh, uh, a masturbation and you know, even the um, certain uh, organizations like Planned Parenthood and AARP now mm-hmm. talk about these things very, very openly. And you can go online and find information of all kinds to help you feel better about your normal self. Mm. I, I became alarmed realizing that these women were, you know, trapped in, in, in a situation where here they are in a retirement village, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe they don't. And they're be- being labeled as tramps because they don't know how to negotiate uh, the idea of meeting that uh, sexual need. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know how to drink enough water, mm-hmm. stay hydrated, but that the sexual need is just as, I'm not going to say it's just as strong, but it's mm-hmm. just as much there. Mm-hmm. So you you are you saying that they should uh, learn how to pleasure themselves if they can't find a yes. partner? And um, I am saying that, and mm-hmm. I'm saying that as a result of going down that path, there are other things that uh, positive that take place. Um, mm-hmm. Again, Planned Parenthood talks about stress reduction, better mm-hmm. sleep, improvement of self esteem and body image. Mm-hmm. You just went out again. I did. Okay. Yes. Am I back again? Um, it's it's kind of strange, but go ahead. Keep speaking. Sorry. Um, it's it's clear one minute and then it's not. So I apologize to everybody. We're having technical difficulties. Speaking again. Yeah? All right. So yeah, there you go. You sp- are you speaking in the mic? I am. I am very much so. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Sorry about that, everyone. It's just a little technical difficulty. Bear with us. Go ahead. Keep speaking. I apologize for cutting you off there. No, that's okay. Let's all pray that it doesn't cut out altogether because my Verizon phone does that sometimes. Okay. Yes. If we do, you know me. I'll call you back. (laughs) So as I was saying, there's so many benefits that, Mm -hmm. aside from the obvious, Mm And um, of course, you can't get sexually transmitted diseases. If, oh, true. <laughs> which is what seems to be uh, like a house on fire in some of these retirement villages around the country. So right. Well, yeah. Well, that's also that they're they're like in their nineties and they've uh, they've already lived. Let's just say uh, so. Uh, you know, a lot of it comes with already baggage and. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not making good choices. Uh, yeah. m- maybe not having selective choices. How about that? You know, because yeah, we li- we usually live longer than the men, so there really ain't much choices. Probably once you get to the nursing home, at least when I go to nursing homes, it usually always seem to be more females than males. Oh, absolutely. Women do. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really. But, but uh, yeah, poor choices, lack of information, um, and as you say, there are more uh, women than men, mm-hmm. and so you know the men. Obviously, the women still thinking, okay, this is how I achieve this, you know, uh, sexual release or release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it becomes crazy, really. Mm, mm. You know, it's funny. Um, I wonder if the sexual drive ever, uh, when it starts to drop, because I knew uh, one of my grandmothers was 87, I think. I want to say 87. And um, she had a living boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, go, girl. That's just nothing stopped her. You know, most, most of the time when your mate dies, you know, you pack it all in. You say, that's it. I'm, I'm done. But uh, she was like, no, I think I'm just getting started. But that's the thing, Tanya. You don't. It's it. You're born with it. You yes. don't. sexuality. If you're healthy, mm-hmm. you, your all systems are go. Body, mind, mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Go. I mean, yes, it's part of you. So right. you, it, there's no packing it all in. You may be depressed mm-hmm. if, if you your um, husband or wife, and and that may be something that lasts the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But it may not. So, but on, under normal circumstances, this mm-hmm. plan isn't going anywhere. Uh, right. So you just may not have the opportunity you may, may have had in the past. That's all that, that's really different. So, mm. Yeah. Um, so interesting. People that I've met, mm-hmm. who I can tell you about one woman in a, that I, I knew, uh, mm-hmm. why I knew her. Mm-hmm. A woman that I knew who was wheelchair bound, mm-hmm. and um, she uh, lived in an apartment building in mm-hmm. New And one of her greatest joys was that the super in her building um, mm-hmm. was more than accommodating. And mm-hmm. she in her 80s. Mm-hmm. And they had a friendship and she treasured it. And I, I don't know anything else about except that I know that that worked for her. Right. And so it's the, you know you hear all kinds of stories. You also hear some fortunate stories about people, mm-hmm. you know, used of course. And mm-hmm. that brings me back to the whole idea of taking care of self uh, to you know to the extent that you can. Now I know that leaves out a lot of things that. Right. Out hugging that leaves out kissing that leaves out you know all kinds of touchy feely things mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't mean that you're com- it keeps you from being completely without and mm-hmm. if you really embrace the idea of taking care of yourself you're gonna mm-hmm. fun. and you can just decide that this is good for you and, right. and not shameful and not, um, uh, oh, <laughs> like 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 your mother may have said to you uh, when she first found out that you knew something about your genitalia, mm-hmm. she, she may have said, uh, oh, don't do that. Stop that. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not good. So you, you have to overcome all of that. Mm-hmm. So the reason that I have the body part and, 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 take the positive road. As I said, statistics are out there and reports are out there that uh, and good information from places mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. from uh, Planned Parenthood. Now, the Planned Parenthood information is does tilt toward uh, younger people, but the information is still good. So, right, it's still the same thing. Yeah, I recommend. Yeah. So um, it's just a matter of, and, and maybe it's perspectives for more than just uh, older people. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you there. Sorry. Oh, dear. Back out again? Yep. Uh, so I apologize. I can barely, barely hear you. Um, I don't know what that is. If that's me or you, I'm not sure. I'm not Say, Yeah. It sounds like you're t- going away from the mic or something, but I don't know. Um, so, oh, there you go. Now I heard you. Back? Yep. I mean, I can hear you, but you sound far away, and then you got close, and then far away, so that's all. I apologize. We're having a little technical difficulties, but bear with us. Um, so, so um, what do you think? Do you think there's any difference between the sex drive of men and women? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I think we're surprised mm-hmm. that there is. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, Oh. There was a time when people would call each other up and say something about a booty call. The what? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Remember though, do you remember those days when people would call each other up? Men would call women, women would call men and say something about a booty call. Yes, exactly. Yes. I think I invented those as I think I invented as a single mother. Well, go ahead. <laughs> and the men were calling the women. Now I understand it's uh, it's described. Somebody calls somebody up and says, "You up?" (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that recently. (laughs) That's good. All they say now they don't say anything about booty call. They don't say anything about. They just say, "You up?" And (laughs) the signal whether (laughs) that I want to come over or can you come over here or something like that. So right. Well, changes and it's men calling women and women calling men and the ch- and the difference is not there. They're just it's an mm. difference. Probably with the idea that you know women are more protected. I, I think there were some good reasons, certainly why women were encouraged to you know keep a low profile, so to speak. Well, I did because I I had kids, so you weren't allowed in my house unless my kids are away. Absolutely, but what about yeah. before you had kids? Mm-hmm. So again. What about before you had kids? I mean, you. you... Oh, before I had kids, I, you know, I actually had a real life and a real dating situations going on and I had better choices. I mean, I did really good. I don't know what happened. I, I fell off my A game at some point and uh, decided to, uh, to uh, go into a whole nother mode, but it's all good. It's all good. At 53, I'm starting to see that, uh, you know, I, I personally would rather not have anyone than to have someone that doesn't know what they're doing or that's not a good person. Right. Right. And that's where I'm at. And, and that's the way it should be for everyone. Uh, and, but especially who just haven't found the right person. You know, I often think about too, and this has a different side, but I think about people who in a society where we are very much in appearance and good looks and, mm-hmm. and money and clothing and just a, generally appearance, there are a lot of people who are never going to fit into these categories. Mm-hmm. What happens to them? I mean, what happens to them if 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 uh, masturbation is off limits because you're you're ashamed and you're not supposed to do that? 
mm-hmm. you're not, you don't fit into one of those categories where you easily meet people. What happens? Mm-hmm. And, and what happens when uh, the society, which it has, except for apparently Nevada, has decided that you cannot pay to have this, uh, to have sex, mm-hmm. because that's taboo. So mm-hmm. What happens to those people? Mm. Well, I mean, they stay hermit like they've been doing. Um, but seek uh, out deviant behavior. I, I just worry. Mm-hmm. The solutions are there. Mm-hmm. Society is not ready to give that over to people. We mm-hmm. made alcohol legal so that we can mm-hmm. you know, feel better by getting uh, uh, tipsy or drunk. Mm-hmm. Just begun to legalize marijuana so mm-hmm. that we can feel comfortable and good and mellow and mm-hmm. even you know get high mm-hmm. the very things that we could be talking about which are free mm-hmm. are right attached to our bodies but oh no you know we can't really talk about that it's ridiculous mm. when you think about it it's absolutely ridiculous now I noticed on late night television, some of the people like uh, on the Colbert show or maybe, you know, one of those other shows, mm-hmm. penis is being used without being bleeped. Mm. Yes. That's a good sign that mm-hmm. as a society, I mean, um, human beings are beginning to say, okay, it's all right to use these body part words. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably be another hundred years before <laughs> anybody says clitoris on television. I mean, uh, well, you know, I mean, that's uh, no, uh, I tell, I mean, I don't know, only because of kids, I may not even want to use that one for me. So that's just me and my, my personal hangout. That's not nothing gold. That's those are two opposites of the same of the same um body part. Mm-hmm. Absolute opposites. The opposite of penis is not vagina. The opposite of penis is clitoris. <laughs> and oh yes, that's true. And yet, what and, does everyone know about the penis and vagina, but not the clitoris? It's, it doesn't exist, and that's a danger to both young people, and it's certainly not working well for older women who be you know, feeling good about the fact that they have this as an option. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying basically it's, it's important for us to drop this the shame, drop um, shame. about having sexual needs and desires, um, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> so, let's talk about. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you okay, hear me? You're in and out. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, sorry, viewers. Uh, it happens. Um, so let's talk about uh, the c word cougar <laughs> what do you um you know do we have do we have a, a, a negative word for men who date younger women um i have not found it a ton mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. i don't like the word cougar mm-hmm. uh, we don't have a negative word for men who date younger women mm. i i wanted to you know say find that word for men because mm. it's been a long established practice um, mm-hmm. for men to date much younger women but 
came up with was um, a word called manther. Manther. M-A-N-T-H-E-R. And apparently <laughs> it only came about as a result of the word cougar. So instead of cougar, manther. Oh, um, okay. Huh. That's not, a, it's not as appealing of a name. I know that. Well, and, and, and why did it just show up after, you know, centuries, millennia, <laughs> <laughs> you know, going after younger women? Now, I, I understand that, you know, for the most part, men marry younger women, but I'm not mm-hmm. about that. We're talking about younger and mm-hmm. now that some women are doing the same thing all of a sudden we've got negatives attached to it so mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i think maybe people have laughed it off a bit and made cougar uh, less of a, a mean word but mm-hmm. there is the attempt to you know say you know there's something mm, unsavory if so and i'm saying if it's unsavory for women why on earth has it never been uh, categorically uh, labeled as unsavory for men? That's all. So hmm. as long as there's never really been uh, uh, an actual word that people use uh, that defines just, you know, the other side of the fence for men. So hmm. I think we hmm. should probably drop Drop cougar, you think? We should drop cougar. I don't. I never liked the word. I was like, I am not that animal. Okay, I wish I was that sleek and beautiful. I'm not that animal. Um, it's just a word that does to me it doesn't relate to that that animal. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's because it sneaks up on its prey. I don't know where that comes from. I'm I huh? Was there a TV show? I think or about cougar? Yeah, something. Mm. Mm. I, I never liked it. I don't know who came up with it, but it was not a very, I don't know. It just doesn't describe us. And we always get crappy words anyway. So right. what difference does it make? What difference does it make? Uh, so um, let me ask you, um, are we finally asking for what we want in the bedroom? No, I don't. No, you think we're still not? No, I don't know what it's mm. asking for these days. Mm. Mm. From listening, well, half listening to some of the music mm-hmm. uh, contemporary music um, today uh, especially the rap music a lot mm. of it seems designed for women to be brainwashed into believing uh, that there's something they have to give up yes and well we won't go into rap music because they they yeah. make us feel horrible but everybody has to look like um, excuse the expression a bimbo uh, and everybody has to have big breasts, plastic breasts, plastic butts. And, you know, they have to do all these acts and do all these strange things. Um, and they have to be preferably be a stripper. That's pretty much what you're up against uh, in the dating world, which is why I don't, I don't really do online dating. I tried it a few times. Um, <laughs> when I'm hungry, I might go back on a site. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, I don't. <laughs> say that again i'm just saying if i want a steak and lobster i might join tender for a week you know but uh <laughs> i'm joking but seriously you know um it seems like to me like o- over 50 to me is great this is like the best time ever like i'm at the peak okay 
Um, but my friends who are older say, uh-uh, girl, you ain't just getting, you're just getting started. So I'm like, really? This is going to be really interesting. I'm just getting started. So I'm excited. I'm excited. But the problem is I can't find anybody my age range. Um, I usually don't like older men for myself. That's just me. Um, I don't like them too young, but I don't like them too old. I like them pre- preferably with a six pack so they can inspire me. <laughs> but, but um, oh. it's harder. It's harder with all the rap and all the Kardashian like uh, dream dream fantasy that guys have in their heads of the type of women they want. Um, and it's harder for us because when you get this guy, he, if he's into all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why I don't date a guy who tells me that he frequents strip clubs. Not saying you go for like a bachelor party. That's different. But guys who frequent stripper clubs, and I know it, I would not date them. Reason being that my, uh, I used to be told that you can never, ever keep up with those people's fantasy libidos. <laughs> you know? Involved in pornography online as well. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Not if I know. If I don't know, that's different. But if, if, you, if you tell me that, I'm like, thanks. That just easily helped me make my decision here because... It's like you, you're, you're never going to win that battle. It's just like if a guy, um, you know, a guy knows what he likes. And if you're not it, then guess what? You're going to keep running around like the uh, gerbil on the, on the wheel uh, and, never, and never being satisfied, never being uh, having you, what you want done because it wasn't your type anyway. He wasn't your guy. Right. You know? right. So I don't know. I just think uh, we're, I know I'm asking for what I want, so maybe maybe a lot of women aren't, but I'm I am. I think a lot of women are accommodating, and I'm not doing that. I'm I'm getting going for. I'm like you. I'm going for what I want, and if yeah. you happen to fit in that circle, great. I think you're absolutely right. Too many women are being accommodating, not and they're not asking for the, what they want. Mm-hmm. Happy to be somewhere where somebody's hugging them or touching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can just you know get rid of that that initial you know like of um uh sexual tension and stress they can take mm-hmm. care of by themselves and then they can go out there and say well okay now i feel better about myself mm-hmm. and then i can you know like challenge myself to look for what it is i'm really looking for without saying oh i gotta get a man i gotta get a man right right absolutely well um uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I have to. I'd like to have one just because it's fun to have a relationship uh, and it's fun to talk and have somebody to bounce things off of. So in that sense, it's fun. But I, I can't put it at this age. I can't put up with the crap. And it, if they're not making me be better and, and inspiring me higher than I am, then then there really is no point. Uh, and that goes for friends, too. So not, not just not just my lover, my boyfriend or whoever, but also for friends uh, and uh, definitely the sexual pleasure. If they can't meet that need, we definitely can't even talk. Because I'm, I, I don't know how you feel. Like a lot of people love toys on this to talk about toys regularly. And I'm very big on one thing. When you first meet someone, you first attract them usually. It's, a, it's some sort of uh, sexual attraction. You know, that's why your eye stops, their eye stops. You look, you get, you feel, you feel, you know, hot around them. You're, you get like, oh, the love butterflies or all that crap, you know. So if you don't have that, then you have nothing. You know what I'm saying? If it's just because he had a nice Bentley, that ain't going to help you. You know what I'm saying? So I see all these young kids now. And I was at a mic with like 30 guys and I was the only girl. And what do you think they all talked about? Pornography, jerking off, excuse the expression, people, jerking off, um, pornography, 
things, um, you know, Viagra, all the things that, that, that you would never imagine. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, um, a lot of the kids uh, today have, uh, you know, they got a lot of work to do. Like the girls, you're not going to be able to keep up with these guys. There's no way. No way you no. can keep up with them. And I wouldn't try to. You'll be you'll be dead trying to keep up with them. <laughs> You're already in trouble when people just call you females. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then and that's the nicer word. Mm. The other one as, as it rhymes with witches. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're already in trouble if that's where they see you. Yes. So, you really are better off trying to find other alternatives so that you don't have to become part of that meat grinder. Um, and it's even, it's even tough because uh, you, you say, well, I'll go to church. Mm-hmm. And I'll... Oh my goodness. You really have to be careful in churches. Yes. God. Who are you telling? I know plenty. That are you know where the pastors have having sex with half the congregation like it's too much team too much. You really have to be careful anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You know, take your time. And again, young, middle, old, you know, just be uh, careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you can what you can take care of for yourself, mm-hmm. and then go out there and. and for social occasions mm-hmm. um you know there's a new i just actually saw it today and, and i put it on my uh, facebook mm-hmm. there's there's a it's called posh club no posh club what is that that's a dating site it's in england right now Ooh. and it's oh. it's daytime nightclubs and maybe it's here in the u.s by the way but i haven't seen it or oh. and i, I didn't what do they do it's posh club is for older adults Ooh. it's day time nightclub mm. just as if you know you're going to a club at night mm-hmm. and, um, are, uh, there's a show mm-hmm. um, of course music to dance mm. and there's a dinner okay. the thing is it's interesting because it's been started by um, a segment of the government of, of uh, England, England. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's older adults and they say it's uh, an uh, an anti loneliness strategy, right? Exactly, because the suicide go up around that time. Well, the, the first one was at Christmas time. You're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think I heard of this somehow. Yeah, they've extended it to something like I don't know if it's all over the country the same night, but mm-hmm. Wednesday. Wow, is is considered? You know, the, the article that I was reading, I, I remember reading about Wednesday night is um, Posh Club night. And um, a number of different organizations got together to put, pull this off. Everybody mm-hmm. who, who is not a senior is a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And it's Posh Club is for a specific segment of the population, working class people who have worked for the government and live in government housing or something like that. But it's the kind of thing that could be anywhere. Oh, I see. It includes comedians, comedians, opera singers, dancers. Yeah, it could be. I mean, cool. you could, kind of a posh club anywhere mm-hmm. for a group of older adults who oh wow they look like fun i'm looking at the picture on here at 11 o'clock at night to go to a club so yes. you know so i i 
I would look forward to something like that happening in the United States. Oh, wow. We, maybe we could start one. <laughs> this looks fabulous. <laughs> I, I think, love it. I know for a fact that uh, you, uh, I, I, I would <laughs> right there with you, but I know you could pull it off. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, I used to be a club kid back in the 80s. Is that right? I yes, I used to work for Stephen Rubel, who owns Studio 54. After he got out of jail, they bought Palladium. I used to work for him, and uh, and um, I got I got into the club life um, not only because my daughter's father, who was a graffiti artist, um, but um, because uh, after modeling, it's like, what do you do? What kind of life can you have when you're used to flying around everywhere, living in Europe, and and hanging out with people like David Bowie or whoever else was around at the time? And uh, what do you do after that? Like, really, there's nothing you do. So I said, let me work in a club until I figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. So I worked in a club briefly and it was fun. Um, you know, uh, my first person I had to watch on the, on the VIP dance floor is what I call it, uh, Sade. So that was fun. But, wow. but, I'm, uh, but, as, but I'm saying that to tell you that uh, even at, at this age, I still, like I had an ex who used to, I only dated him so long because he used to always take me out every weekend dancing. And I love that about him. Uh, every weekend every weekend and my friends like oh you're going to a club i was like yeah and they're like oh and i was like what and my friends in europe they do it all the time my friends are like 50 and 60 and they're like oh we're going to the club i'm like oh how fabulous is that because i I, it just never stops i mean in my heart i'll always be a little bit of a punk rock and i'll always be a club kid because as soon as you tell me there's music involved i'm like i'm there it's on let's go you know, as long, oh. as, my le- as long as my legs work. <laughs> yeah, there are going to always be people who are not going to be a part of any of the things we're talking about right now. They're going to say, oh, my goodness, I don't believe they're talking about this sort of thing. <laughs> the, the matter is, <laughs> the idea of going to a club, mm-hmm. I mean, for those of us who remember it and liked it, uh, it's a fabulous idea. It, it's mm-hmm. a one. For some of them to pop up in this country and, and you know particularly near me <laughs> yes if i if i ever get the money i said if i ever sell one of my screenplays the first thing i'm doing is opening up a small spot for people over 50 you're darn right i'll be the first one to do it you should go fund me that one yeah i would definitely do it because only because i know there's a need our our generation is living longer healthier stronger smarter and wiser and we are not just sitting around in wheelchairs saying, oh, my God, I think it's this time. It's the end of life or the mid end of life. And we're, we're not thinking about that. I'm like, I'm going to I'm at least 115. Like, I have no plans on leaving for another 50 years at all. My great my real great grandfather lived to be 100 and his father lived to be 100. So why not me? Exactly. You, you see, so I'm not uh, I don't plan on checking out and I don't think we should. We should be enjoying sexual pleasure, enjoying fun pleasure, whatever the world has. Uh, we should we should definitely be enjoying it. Um, right. So so I had a, co- a couple of questions from some viewers, um, and uh, and then uh, you know as time is flying, as you can see, um, what does this say? Um, so one of the questions was, oh, what is the advantage of dating older women? What oh my, what are the advantages of dating older women? Well. Mm-hmm. Depends on who's asking in terms of how young that person is, <laughs> because uh, you know if you're only about five years younger, mm-hmm. great big difference. If you're twenty years younger, well, mm-hmm. the advantage is that you have someone who definitely knows what she wants. Um, 
is not going to um, play games. That's my, I'm, I'm, listen, by the way, folks, I'm married. So I'm, I'm telling you <laughs> based on my friendships and, you know, what I read, but for sure, uh, the maturity factor is uh, a great advantage. Um, and um, if the person is, likes to have a lot of fun, they're going to want to have a lot of fun. They're not going to um, necessarily, you know, uh, be someone who, uh, I mean, if it's a, if it's an, if it's a genuine friendship and a relationship, you're going to be able to talk about your ups, your downs, um, your sideways, whatever, just like any other relationship, of course. But I think the level of maturity and knowing what you know, we want uh, is a, is a real advantage. There's like, it's not like, oh, I want to have a baby. No. It's just, you know, being settled. Right. Right. Yes. And, uh, and also, we know what we want. That's the best part. <laughs> um, if we chose to be with you, that's right. we're being, you know, we chose to be with you. It's not yeah. like, oh, no. hmm. See next week if I can find somebody. No, right. <laughs> also, um, let's see. Mary asked, um, "Do uh, what did she say? Um, do we uh, do? Oh, do we believe in uh, sex toys? Um, uh, and uh, do we believe in sex toys when we're over fifty? Are they like a mandatory thing or a need or as as is or as needed or something?" But, uh, just. As with any other age group, again, if you're open-minded, you uh, are not uh, have not been shamed into believing that these things are unhealthy uh, or not good for you, then they're great. I personally think that anybody who wants to have sex toys should have sex toys. Um, you know, it's like go for it. It's it's what what would be what would be stopping you? Mm. I mean, if, if nobody's getting hurt. If everybody's in agreement, that's right. what on earth would stop you from trying something or, or doing something maybe, you know, different? Right. So the more the merrier. Right. Well, I also, I think it's reserved for couples that have been together a long time, husband and wives have been married for years. That's mm-hmm. where the fun, that's where you can have fun and start now trying something new. But I always thought when you first start out, it should be just you and you, you and the person, in my opinion. But that's just my thoughts. But I think do whatever, like you said, as long as there's, you know, as all adults considering adults involved, that's all that matters. Right. Uh, so uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, anything coming up that we need to know about? Um, well, let's see. Are you going to be at the uh, Lucy's Lounge on Monday? I don't know. Oh yes, I will actually. Wait, wait, this Monday. Oh uh, yeah, unless yeah, unless the weather stops me, I should be there actually this week. Thank you for reminding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, but see, us uh, cougars, we like to do comedy too on on Monday nights at Lucy's. <laughs> uh, so we we appreciate you so much, um, Dr. D. Fraser, for coming in and sharing your thoughts um, on meeting women's sexual needs. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess we will definitely have another discussion one day soon. And um, we appreciate you so much. Yes. Once I have a have a, more uh, information, uh, Tanya, about mm-hmm. when you talk about uh, sex toys and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, I'm actually mm-hmm. searching that now. It's okay. 
it's a little tough because I have to remember when I'm researching it to go into incognito. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I start getting all these lewd uh, e- emails that thankfully go to junk mail. So I want to warn anybody, if you're going to start looking up, you know, things about sex toys or anything, <laughs> please remember to go into incognito. Otherwise, <laughs> so you heard it here from Dr. D. Frazier. If you're going to look for those toys, do it, do it very privately. <laughs> so no one won't think it's really for you. <laughs> That's like one time I went with a friend before we end. I'll just say this last thing. Yes. I went with a friend to one of those uh, sex toy shops, I guess you call it, the new one in Ellensburg. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not going there. I've never been in those places in my life because I've never owned a sex toy in my life. Uh, and I hope that I don't plan on it. Maybe one day when I get older, maybe, but I've never owned one in my life and never had a desire to, quite frankly, just because that's just me. Uh, and so she had me go in there and I was trying to hide my face with glasses. I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. She's like, it's not embarrassing. So I'm one of those people that was ashamed, um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Here's the challenge. Any, you, any woman listening to this program mm-hmm. would like to get a group of us together Mm-hmm. Let's all go together. You oh. see, it's a group. And then oh. there's power in numbers. Yes, that sounds like a fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. To be honest with you, I've never been inside one either. Mm-hmm. But we go as a group. Mm-hmm. And we're just our. our wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be fun, actually. That would be Huh? I'm sorry. I agree. That would be so much fun. Yes, that's a good idea, ladies. So if you have to go, we're curious. Yes, go in groups. <laughs> this is good. So, um, well, you heard it from her. Uh, you heard it from her yourself. If you decide you need to go and check out any kind of sex toys, do it in a group, ladies. Do it in a group. And if you're online, do not go, go incognito. Definitely incognito. <laughs> we thank you so much, Dr. D. Frazier, for joining us. And we will catch you the next time on The Town with Tanya Cooper. Thank you. All righty. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper, signing out. Until next week, uh, please make sure you join us next week. We will be discussing racism in America. Thank you.